Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Today on the podcast, I want to share three things that you can do to help your body cope with stress. We all have stress. We don't always have bad stress. There's some stress that we need to make our bodies do things, you know, designed to run or to move or to to help us, right? But then we have stress that is harmful. And that's the kind of stress I'm talking about. There's some things that we can do to help our bodies to deal with stress. Stress is not just a mental thing that we have, that we deal with. We don't just need really good uh, thoughts, you know, be able to manage our negative automatic thoughts in order to deal with stress. We need to know and understand what's going on in our bodies and how stress impacts our bodies so that we can know what to do to help to release the stress hormones because we don't want them to stay because they'll create problems for us later on. It could become... Uh, develop into physical illnesses, right? So we're going to talk about some things that we can do to deal with stress. So number one is face what you feel. Allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, to be with the feeling. If you've ever been to any one of my events, retreats, conferences, if if you work with me one-to-one, you'll hear me say this all the time, sit with the feeling. And what does that mean? What does sitting with the feeling mean? So understand what you feel know what it is and don't just put them away push it away or push it to the side if you follow me on social media you'll also hear me talk about how I teach my children how to feel what they're feeling how to name it how to be comfortable with their emotions how to become intelligent to their emotions and what they're feeling and sometimes they might not have a name for what they're feeling because when you know as they grow they're growing more in emotional intelligence and they're learning on understanding emotions and can name it better. But sometimes, you know, when they were younger, they weren't able to name it. And even still now, sometimes they can't name it. So we work with what they're feeling. Describe the feeling for me. Is it heavy? Is it light? Is it uncomfortable? Is it what sickly feeling? What, what does it feel like? So we want to face what we're feeling. And sometimes we, are, might, we might be able to name it. Of course, when we're in our feelings, we're in the emotional brain. So we're not thinking clearly and we can't probably put name to something but it's important to be able to understand it right even later on as you reflect like I felt sad I felt heavy and uncomfortable I felt like I was in deep despair and I don't know why but that's what I feel and so we wanted to face that and deal with that Now, I always say as well, what we're feeling isn't wrong because feelings are just coming to teach us, to tell us something. It's an indicator that something is wrong, something is off. But what it tells us isn't always true. And that's where the the cognitive distortions comes in, where we're learning how to understand distortion. We're not mind reading. We're not doing emotional reasoning. We're not exaggerating. We're not blowing things out of proportion. We're being with it rationally to understand it, right? So we want to face it, understand it. What is it? Can we name it? Even if it's we're naming it later on. 
So that's the first thing. And, and as I said, don't be afraid of feelings. Don't be afraid of anger. Don't be afraid of rage, fury, irritation. Don't be afraid of any of those things. They're teaching you something, right? They're telling you something. Um, and then when we feel it, then we know what to do next. And that's the only time we'll know what to do. Because if we develop the, the habit and we're so schooled in pushing it down and trying not to feel, we won't become intelligent to our emotions and be able to understand the things that trigger us and our automatic responses. And we want to be able to do that because when we do, then we understand and know what is happening. And then another thing that we do to help our bodies to cope with stress is physical activity, physical activity. It's exercise, regular exercise helps our bodies to deal with stress. Now, I'm not telling you to join the gym. I, personally, I don't like the gym. It's not for me, but I can do two, a two-hour walk. I did a two-hour walk on Monday, and it felt great. One hour and a bit at the destination, an hour and a bit back home. I felt amazing afterwards. So physical activity is really good. Sometimes after the walk, you might need to do some sit-ups. You might, you might need to stretch, stretch halfway through, stretch on your way back home stretch when you get home so you're stretching out the muscles so you're not going to be in pain uh activities such as swimming and bike riding um mountain climbing you know uh any kind of physical activity really good to help our bodies to release stress hormones to release stress to relax our bodies it really helps to clear our minds when i need to think and there's a lot going on and i need to think it through clearly I like to go for a walk on my own and just be with myself. I'm not forcing myself to think about anything. I'm just out in nature. My body's relaxed. My mind is relaxed. We're connected, both, both mind and body. And in that place, then answers just comes, right? Answers tend to come because I can hear God clearer, I think, there. So physical activity is really useful. And it's especially useful when we are triggered and our bodies are flooded with stress hormones. Then we want to do the activity even more than go for a walk. I say to people, stamp up the hill, you know, get your heart rate up and release those stress hormones and get your body relaxed again. Right. Do uh, it might be a gentle walk that you're taking on your own. You might just need to go outside and do the stretching out, outdoors. You you might need to do um, some weights or Whatever you do, whatever kind of physical activity you like, choose the one that you like and do it. But something is necessary to do when you're learning how to release stress. This is one key thing that you can use. And the next thing is time, 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 time. I know sometimes we want to rush through feelings. We want to rush through what's happening. We want to get to the end. We want it to be over. But time. It takes time sometimes to understand what we feel. It takes time to process it. It takes time to change our automatic responses. It takes time to heal. It takes time to train our nervous system to respond in a different way because we're training it. So give yourself time. Give yourself and your body time to respond in different ways because you're literally retraining your nervous system to respond in a different way. And you're training your mind as well, your brain, to go down a different pathway. You're rewriting some things for yourself, right? You're, you're putting a new blueprint in your mind and body. That's going to take some time. So that's one of the things to remember when you're teaching your body 
when you're helping your body to cope with stress, when you're helping yourself, when you're learning, you're unlearning some old things and learning some new ones, really important that the time piece is there. So time means that you're going to be patient with yourself. You're going to be gentle with yourself. You're going to offer yourself grace when you make a mistake, when you go back to your old ways of coping, when you don't remember to sit with your feelings, when you don't do the physical activity for three weeks and it's running into four, just time to give yourself to, to get back on track, time to start practicing again, time to put everything in place and to and to use the, use the time that you have, right? So also time as you're number one, you're learning to face your feelings. It's going to take time to understand what the feelings are to become intelligent to your emotions and to learn how to sit with it so time is required patience is required grace is required for yourself as you're doing those things really important you're going to take time to maybe figure out the kind of physical activity that you like if you've never done anything before you're not an exercise person and you're learning that this is really important in in a, a really important component of healing and so you're giving yourself time to learn to you, you might try out a few and decide that this is the one that you like to do. So that's how I figured out that I didn't like the gym. I used to go with my sister to the gym and my, and my friend and they would go to the gym I, and I'm ready after 15 minutes on the treadmill. I'm like, right, are we going to the shower so we can go home? And they're just getting started an hour in and they are looking for new machines to go on and I'm bored wondering why are we staying at the gym this long <laughs> so, but I can go outdoors and I can walk for hours I'll sit and have a packed lunch and I'm not ready to go home I can spend all day out there that's not for everybody so as you're learning some new ways of managing stress give yourself time now those are just three things that I've shared you might know some ways that you're using that will that you're using to deal with stress and they are effective for you um, as you practice those things share them with us, share them with us in the comments so that other people can learn and grow and understand some new ways of dealing with stress. But whatever you do, do some things that is going to help your body to release stress. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.